It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located. Here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Loud Pipes episode 26. We've got a near miss to talk about this week. We had an amazing time driving some Porsches on the track. And of course, it's the Harley-Davidson New Year. My co-host there, Mr. Rico Hogan. How are you, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Wow, you're excited tonight. What's going on? Yeah, man, man, I'm still jazzed up about that Porsche test drive thing oh, we did. Man, that was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, man, was it ever. <laughs> Yeah, I, before we get too far on a rambling, I mean, just a, a big thanks to Porsche for the invite. And, you know, we didn't get this because of the podcast. This just came as a, you know, an invite to a, a regular person, came in the mail to me, and you were allowed to bring one guest. So, of course, took my co-host with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Handed out a lot of cards, and and I think we picked up a new listener, at least we one. Did. Maybe two <laughs> or three. <laughs> now. I had remembered that her name was Jennifer. You disagree, so. No, it's Jess. It's Jess, okay. Jessica, Jessica. So Jessica or Jennifer from Porsche, if you're listening, you can correct me <laughs> through the feedback link. <laughs> All right, so let's not forget our technical director, Mr. John Miracle. How you doing, buddy? Doing well tonight. Just getting you guys some notes for the show. All right. Yeah, this should be a good one. We got a little... A little scary news to talk about, but overall, this should be pretty good. Pretty good episode. Yeah. And it, as usual, we've got probably more topics than we'll get to. You know, we we sort of stacked the uh, the old deck here, but we'll get to as much of it as we can and try to keep it to our usual hour if possible. Uh, first little little bit of data, I just want to apologize. We said in the last episode this would be our anniversary show, that 26 would be the anniversary show, but... um. I had an, I made an error, <laughs> Rico. <laughs> oh, boo boo. Well, it's it's a week ahead, right? Where the anniversary of the show is actually the 11th of September. So, yeah, we got time. So we got time, and we're working on some cool stuff. So we're we're reaching out to some past guests and trying to get them lined up, and also trying to do this live, maybe at a venue. So it's taking a little more planning and a few more details to button down, but. You know, we're hoping for a good anniversary show, so we thought we'd just go ahead and punt that out to 27. And we got to get travel money for John to come down. Right. Right. <laughs> and stock up on some beer. Yeah, it, it takes a little time to get down there, as you know, Rich. <laughs> I know, about uh, two hours and 16 minutes per the uh, Eat Sleep Ride app. Oh, is that all? If your average speed is like miles an hour. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right so you ride your motorcycle like you drive sports cars maybe oh oh all right so you turn topic will just be my ride heading to the porsche world road show so this will be the experience part of the show. And, of course, later we'll get into the bikes part with the Harleys. And our automotive, of course, this week is covered by Porsche. But first, my little incident. 
Well, you got to set the scene. Where were you going? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> so we were going to the, the Porsche World Roadshow. That was the, the intent. So left my house, started heading down uh, Ray Road here in South Charlotte. And as I was passing Calvary Church, um, a gentleman who says he was late for church <laughs> felt it was more important he occupied the intersection than me. At the time, I was through the intersection. And in all my years of riding, so what am I up to now? 16, 17 years? I forget the the numbers, but in all those years, this is the closest I've ever come to being wiped out by a car. Wow. Yeah, it was it, uh, it was quite scary. All right, so I know you've played this over and over in your head. What did you do wrong? What did you do right? What could you do better the next time? <laughs> what, the, right. what are the lessons learned from this? <laughs> well, I'll talk about what I did wrong first. So the the first thing I did wrong, which I actually did twice, is I locked up the brakes. Oh. And thankfully not the front, but I did slide the rear twice. Okay. Um, which tells you my two mistakes, right? I locked up the rear and then I let off the brake, which you're not supposed to do. And the first one wasn't too bad, locked up the rear brake and it kind of slid a little bit, but I was very straight and upright. There was no movement of the bike at all. So it recovered nicely. Cool. Um, so kind of first application of the brake and then the guy sort of hesitated. So I let off the brake. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to stop. But then he didn't. He proceeded and I'm like, oh, oh no, he, he's no not way. stopping. And got, then I got into the brakes harder and then I really locked up the rear tire and I've, I've since gone down and looked at the skid marks and I don't know, it's probably six, 10 feet of, uh, of black mark. What? Really? <laughs> Pretty long. And, and the bike had turned ever so slightly, uh, maybe, maybe to the, to the right, to right. The, where the, the rear had started to come around a little bit uh-huh. to the right side. And, uh-huh. and yeah, when I let off, it wiggled just a little bit. So that was, that's the one I knew I made mistake number two, uh-huh. <laughs> basically. Man. Mm. So, all right. So you locked up the brakes. Yeah. How 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 close was the near miss? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to measure it. <laughs> did, did you Did you close your eyes and cringe? What happened? I did. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you talked to me minutes after it. So you had you had it raw and and live. Yeah, it's still shaking. Mentally, in my mind, I had crashed. You know, in my mind, all I could see was me splattered up on the hood of this Hyundai. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is, is uh, I need to get off the bike. Which way am I going? Am I going to try and go left up on the hood of the car? Am I going to try and just go right and get away from the bike? But I'm like, well, the bike's probably going to go right if he hits me, so I'm going to want to try and go the other way. But now I'm on the roof of the car. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're thinking all this in a split second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, in just a span of a couple of seconds, you're you're breaking, making these decisions, evaluating, and I will say, I think the part I did right was was not panicking. I mean, right. I, so I was a little overzealous in the brakes, but you and I have talked. I think I've got problems with my rear brakes anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think that was it. it. Was just not panic. It was like, okay, you, you know what you got to do here. Get ready. You know, right. and just all that stuff was going through my mind and. I don't know if I closed my eyes, but I sure felt like it. I just yeah. kind of cringed, you know, and once I realized he had gone behind me, it's like, all right, whew, we made it. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, almost like being shot at where you're like feeling you're your doing chest. You're like, checks, yeah. 
I'm still here. <laughs> yep, these are still my hands. Look at these. Now, Rich, did he stop for you at all, or did he? You know, did he notice his mistake, or did he just like? No, of course not. He was late for church, man. He had to go. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know how that is because you'd been to my house here, and the fact is, is uh, coming in before our subdivision is a is a church, and it is real interesting watching on Sunday mornings people running in, you know, flying in a driveway, yeah, or the road to get here. And what's really interesting is watching them when they leave too, because they fly out when they have to leave too. Yeah, and I I calmed down a lot because as soon as it happened, I was like, I am going to talk to this person right now. I'm like, I, I don't care that they're going into church. Um, it's like, I'm going to go up there and talk to them and be like, did you completely not see me? Like, what, what's the problem here? And you so got I, those daymaker headlights on that thing. So I know I got a flipping torch <laughs> on the front of the bike. How do you not see that? And that's what his wife said. You know, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So I go roaring into the parking lot, hunting this guy down and I find him and just pull up behind it shut the bike off and you know his wife gets out of the car and she's like oh my god we're so sorry and she's like i was screaming at and telling him to stop you know i guess he didn't see you and he didn't get out of the car for a while (laughs) it's just she was just talking to me and i'm just sitting there on the bike waiting for him to get out of the car so i mean not in a bad way like you know i'm not looking to rumble with the guy but like let's have a conversation right let's talk about why you didn't see me um yeah, so then finally he gets out of the car and he starts making up a line of bull like, oh, all that black on your jacket, I didn't see it. and Ugh. That's why I mentioned the headlight, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, I have a torch on the front of the bike. I'm sure you saw that. I mean, it lights up the road in the middle of the daytime. Oh, I know. I know. You know, he figured, big guy on a Harley, he's probably going to get a beat down before he goes to the church. <laughs> Uh, well, of course, what he doesn't know is that my son goes there for preschool. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, he didn't know that. No, he didn't know that. But his his wife was pretty cool. And I, I apologize, I forgot her name, but we got to talking and she's kind of a car fanatic. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She was out driving some ungodly old uh, Rolls Royce over the weekend. And we were talking about that. And I'm like, all right, that's some one good thing ha- happened out of this, right? Yeah. Did you give her a card? Get a little listener? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have her call in. <laughs> now, that would be funny. That would be funny. That would have been. Yeah, it'd be funny to have them call in and give their take, right? Give their side of the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's how the Sunday started on the way to Porsche. <laughs> mm. Now, yeah, you were on your way to meet me down in uh, Starbucks. Yep. After I've driven about an hour and a half, and I get there, you know, I'm doing about 90 miles an hour. Or or so. Or so. Maybe less. Something close to it. Yeah, I think it was a little less than that, but it felt like it <laughs> to get there. And, um, wow, you know, I, I, I get there, and I'm like, ah, oh, you should be coming around the corner. So I get my coffee. I'm sitting there. I finished my coffee. I was like, all right, you should be coming around the corner sometime soon. I start tapping on stuff, checking emails, you know. <laughs> Doing all that. I was like, all right, well, he's where is he? Where, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll text right quick. Let him here here's my location. <laughs> and I you think know, I'm at this store. I think you and texted so the, me as I was leaving the uh 
the parking lot after the incident because I heard the phone dinging as I was getting back on the road. Okay. So I was like, where is this guy? But yeah, then I started to fall asleep, so I took a little nap and everything. <laughs> In Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Mm. Oh, yeah. So fi- yeah, I finally get there, and then, of course, we head on up to the, the Porsche thing, which you know, is our first big topic. And that I guess I needed that for the day because I was, you know, obviously shaken and a little distraught after that. But, it, you know, once we got to the road show and started driving cars, then it, it all kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it, honestly, it completely left my mind until we sat down and had lunch. Really? You know, yep. And then I started thinking about it again. It was like, oh, was like, God, that was close. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's funny. Like, after it all happens, you sit there and just kind of think back on all the things you think about when you're about to, you feel like you're going to lose your life or something crazy. You think about yep. all these things flashing. What the kid's going to do? What about my wife? The bike is going to be a wreck. I'm going to get all beat up. <laughs> yeah, I had those. I'm break something. That exact thing. So probably about 15 minutes later, you know, I'm riding up the interstate now heading towards your way. And yeah, then all those emotions hit you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, my, I have two little kids and my wife and family and friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I started crying going down yeah. the road. I'm like, it's like tears oh. are running down my face. and. Mm. I was like, yeah, because that, like I said, that's as close as I've come to making contact with another vehicle. Uh huh. And yeah, wow. it, it wakes you up. It does. It, it lets you know how precious each yeah, each time you go out and ride, how close you are. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, general life check. Right. It's like that yeah. could have been it for me right there. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Well, speaking of game, if you're on Meerkat. Just to start trouble, I got my Patriots jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't really. I do. Oh, man. And, and it's it, awesome. It is a one uh, alternate color Tom Brady jersey. What? Just to start trouble. Because, well, we'll give the people the story. Obviously, they know we live in Charlotte, or I live in Charlotte, but the Patriots were here Friday and uh, beat them up pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty bad, you mean, by one point? I know I didn't watch. I say I don't really watch football. I just like to stir up trouble. <laughs> but one point? One point. One point. That was probably a field goal. But I used to watch it when we lived in Boston. It's kind of hard not to. Moving on. Sorry. Yeah. Where was I going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut all that mess out of there. <laughs> so so where you going? You're, you're going to talk about um, your Porsches. So instead of playing our usual sound effect for new topics let's just give you a little flavor for what we experienced on sunday at the porsche world road show this one is my speed i think rico approves (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that one that you were hearing and, and we'll go through the whole thing here in a second that was a brand new Porsche 911 Carrera GTS, about a hundred twenty thousand dollar car. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it, love it. Four hundred thirty horsepower, right, John? Four thirty. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Four thirty zero to sixty in four point two seconds. Mm-hmm. And it sounds sounded good. Sounded good. Yeah, so let's let's set up the the experience a little bit. 
And this was about, what was it, Rick? About three hours all in, maybe closer to three and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's a long day. And they have a couple different segments, but it starts with what you heard there is a segment called Lead Follow. So, you know, you get there, they've got some food and refreshments and, and cars on display. They go through the whole safety thing and such. Yeah, give you a nice... How to make a uh, turn. <laughs> give, yeah, give you a little basic track instruction, which is nice. Mm-hmm. If you haven't sort of driven track before, it's good to at least know kind of the basics. And, you know, just a little video, right, to go over what they do. And they talked about their instructors that will all are current or former professional race car drivers, which was cool. And and then they, they sort of tell you a little bit about uh, what Porsche does for other experiences. So, for example, down in Atlanta, they have, um, and I forget the name of it. Oh, here, it's called the Porsche Experience Center. So you can go down there for a fee and drive various cars around the track. They have different type of track events, you know, skid pads, wet tracks, stuff like that. Um, a, pr- a pretty cool event. And that's a, a big thing they've built in Atlanta. It's, I think it's actually their um, uh, U.S. headquarters now, mm. which is nice. I'm actually headed to Atlanta tomorrow. Mm. Will you partake? I may want to stop in and see them. <laughs> a little, Just a little uh, visit? Just a little visit. You're going to go see Jen slash Jess? Yeah, I'll go see Jen slash Jess for sure. All right. I'll wear my little name tag so she'll recognize me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> session two yeah. on Sunday, remember? Yeah, remember me? And the bigger event, or sort of event, the bigger uh, venue that they have is called the Porsche Sport Driving School. And this is in Birmingham, Alabama, down at the Barber Motorsports Park near our uh, our buddies down there at Modus. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm starting to think Birmingham is the place to be. Yeah, looks like they're starting to step up their game a little bit with the racing and motorcycle aspect of the world. So um, let's plan some trips down that way some more. Yeah, if I, if I don't get to Birmingham, I think I'm going to explode. There's so, <laughs> so much to see and do down there. I mean, Yeah, oh man, yeah, it's beautiful in some of those areas. It was bad enough that we wanted to see Modus, but then the Vintage Fest, the, the Vintage Motorsports Museum, the racetrack, the Porsche driving school. I mean, I, I might just there. go with a U-Haul. Right? Yeah. yeah. Start bringing <laughs> stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, honey. Let's go. Let's go. Moving one more time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, sorry. To get back to the experience, um, after the videos, and they tell you a lot about what's going on with the company, then you, we started with what's called lead follow. And there were four cars to drive. Just quickly, we'll talk about them, then we'll get back to them. So there's a Cayman S, a Cayman GTS, which is a rowdy little car. Rowdy. Mm-hmm. The 911 Carrera S, and then, of course, the brand new 911 Carrera GTS, which we've already spoke about. Yeah. Loved it. So you basically get one lap driving and one lap riding in all four of those cars, which was pretty cool. And I, yeah. I got handed to them. Pretty well coordinated for that many people getting right. right, getting in and out of cars. So what was so eight laps per person, driving one, riding in the other, then you switch cars. Man, they moved you right through. And then there was what, fifteen cars essentially? Three sets of four plus the instructors. Right. So pretty impressive the way they put it together, I must say. You know, good on them for keeping it organized. Very smooth, very safe. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. cars are, are wonderful to drive with the, the PDK dual clutch transmissions. You know, there's no really no shifting, you know, holds the revs for you, puts it in the right gear, 
does an amazing downshift with the blip and everything. Uh-huh. And just, you know, all the power you could need. The brakes are phenomenal in these things. And, of course, some of the drivers that were out there were kind of pedestrian, but right. you know, we can't fault them for that. But No, they can't. I can but imagine having a whole lot more fun with these if it was just a couple <laughs> of us out there. <laughs> yes. Some experienced race drivers out there, that would be a blast. Yeah, I don't know any of those people. Do you? No, mm-hmm. I'm not other than myself. Mm-hmm. We're going we're <laughs> to get to how we fared in the time attack here in a minute. And it was, well, as expected, if you've listened to our show long enough. <laughs> uh, so that was the lead follow. That was pretty cool. And we've got some video of that um, that we're trying to figure out where to post. I don't know what to do with it. It's a lot of, you know, single camera shots. We had a GoPro plus our iPhones looking forward in the car, some looking rear. We couldn't mount them, but they said we could hold the camera, so that was fine. And I don't know, maybe we'll spin it into Patreon. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good idea. So something I've been thinking about, we had a a listener ask us if we were going to do a Patreon account for um, support of the show. So we're kind of thinking about maybe videos like this. You know, we would talk about all this in the show, but then all the video pictures and stuff like that would go into Patreon. So only you know, supporters would get access to that stuff. So yeah, if that's something you're interested in, let us know, drop us a line at our feedback address or uh, the feedback link on our site. We'd like to hear from you if that's something that appeals to you or, or not just curious. Cause we're, we're thinking of it because a couple people have asked about a couple people have asked about Patreon. So that's something we may consider. Do you want to go through the horsepower and cost of each of these vehicles? So they have some perspective. Yeah, let's um sorry, let's cover the the rest of the event and then we'll come back to the cars. All right. So that ended our our lead follow session, which was a lot of fun. I I learned quickly that well, let, let me back up. So I was <laughs> bragging earlier in the day cuz they have this time attack, which is the next session. And it's basically uh uh what do they call that? I'm lo- lost the name of what they call that. Not trials. Autocross. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good gosh. Losing the memory. <laughs> so it's basically an autocross track, right? And they send you out in the big Panamera, and whoever lays down the fastest lap gets a prize. Now, the Panamera is the four-door. Yes, the big four-door sedan. Yep. Mm-hmm. About 4,000 pounds plus. Beast. And I was bragging up. I'm just giving Rico all sorts of crap. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to smack you down with the time. It's like <laughs> I'm getting revenge for the NASCAR drive. It's like, at my home track? No, sir. Yep. So after the lead follow, I realized, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I'm in big, big trouble. But of course, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to let him know. I'm just like, mm-hmm, we'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so sorry, let me get on. So time attack. Um, you go out into Panamera S, which is 420 horsepower, twin turbo V6, and st- all-wheel drive, right? Or rear-wheel drive? I forget. I think the GTS was all-wheel drive or the turbo. The turbo definitely drive. was all-wheel drive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, r- regardless, um, impressive for a V6, well, twin turbo, but impressive for a car that big to hustle it around. It was a lot of fun to drive. Mm-hmm. Which one are you talking about, Rich? The Panamera S. Okay. Is that rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive? Rear-wheel. Rear. Re- rear-wheel drive, Okay. okay. And what about the GTS? All-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive? Uh, All-wheel. And the turbo's all-wheel. Nice. So the first one is rear-wheel drive, and then they kick you in the all-wheel drive. Right. So the 
you go out in the Panamera S, which is about 94, 95 grand starting price. They let you lay down a lap and then you get in the Panamera GTS, which has the V8. And that's the one they, they time you on. Right. So now you've got all wheel drive. You've got a little more horsepower, but it sounds better. Yes. Of course. Definitely. And well, let's, I said, uh, let's, let's just <laughs> say I set the benchmark for the rest of the guys having to do that time attack. So I went first, but I, so I had nothing to gauge it against. I go first and I, I look over or no, the instructor says 20 point something. He didn't, I don't remember what it was, but he's like 20 yeah. point something. I'm like, oh, that, that doesn't seem too bad. And I look over my shoulder and I see 17.8. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Rico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. second car out and I'm already like smoked. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, I was like, there's no way I'm going to let him beat me around this track. No way. And, and then I was kind of bragging too to the rest of the guys. I got to go out here and set the mark. Yeah, set the bench. So you almost the, did. you know, the, yeah, I did. You know, for 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 a good duration of the the the, the time trials, I kind of I was in the lead for a while until the last guy came in, yep. kicked my butt by seventeen point two seconds. Jeez. Yeah. So the the winner for our session um, was seventeen point two, and for the day it was what sixteen about sixteen point eight or nine. Ridiculous. So Rico, you're not too far off because that guy who won, he's a racer. He races bikes, but he's a racer. Yeah. So yeah. If I would have had another try around that track, I would have I would have been in the sixteenth for sure. For sure. Because hmm. as I was sitting here watching everybody go through the turns, I was like, oh I should have did that. Oh yeah. I should've did that. You know. But you know, you do you do your first lap in the in the Panamera S, you think, all right, I, I can I can swing this through there. No problem. Yeah. So you your gas, you're giving the next car more gas, but all right, yep. You get a good feel for it, but if you would have had a third try, man, I would have mm-hmm. crushed it. Trust me, I wanted to do it so bad, but oh well. My problem was to take off. It just—I don't know. I didn't spool it up. I didn't get it going right. And it just kind of bogged out of the hole. Ah. And uh, you start off with the S, which is a turbo, so you can—it it launches hard for a, a V6. And then I just wasn't ready. I didn't have the V8 wound up near enough to to launch it. So I, I don't know how much time that accounted for, but as I'm watching other people take off, I'm like, ooh, they're way more aggressive than me on the mm. launch. And the other thing is that the person that was riding with you, the one of the instructor, they came, yeah. okay, break, okay, break. <laughs> yeah, break here. It's like yeah. you break, and then it's like now I'm off the break and I'm not in the corner yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on now. So that kind of messes me up, messed me up too. So, oh, well. So congratulations, Rico. You you've smoked me twice now on the racetrack. Yeah, I, got, I guess I got to put my name up there on the wall. <laughs> Rico's place. We'll, we'll start a plaque back here behind me, like you know, like Top Gear does the lap times. Yeah, you know, we'll have like oh, our that's time attack idea. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we could do? Since I have iRacing, um, we could have people like if we have in studio guests, we could have them turn a lap on the simulator. And we could track there you those. Go. Yeah. That's a good idea. And so just Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it, it it'll be interesting to see how well they do on the simulation. And then, you know, when we have a next event and see if we could match those times in real life. So because you were laying down good times on the simulator, but when we got to the track, 
Well, come on again. We don't know. <laughs> they didn't give us any lap time. They only gave us top speed. Yeah, that's true. Which, you know, you, I mean, you probably had a better lap, but I don't know about how much because they didn't give it to us. I mean, at least at the Porsche thing, we have concrete times. Like, we know you kick my butt <laughs> at Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> In NASCAR, we we're just assuming that you kick my butt. No, no, they, they tracked it. To, they, it yeah, was confirmed yeah. 155 mm-hmm. change. Mm, I'm not believing it. Yeah, yeah. You got it. I got a t-shirt to prove it. What was that? The, I mean, it was 150 was your top speed, but, you know, what was your lap time, like Richard's saying? Yeah, they they didn't give you that. They didn't give you that. Because no. you could have beat you. You could have left in the corn turns less, and Rich could have just been more steady. Yeah, he was flat. I'm pretty sure he was flat. Yeah, I was, I was kicking butt. I was right. Okay. I had a good feel for the governor where it was at so i yeah. was right there the entire it, time it smacked you too like if you hit the governor it really cut your speed so you had to you had run to run spot. yeah you had to run right up to the limit but not cross it because then the car just lost power mm-hmm. you'd lose like 500 rpm once it hit the chip then you have to gain that back all right so then the the cherry on the dessert if you will is once you've done your lead follow and you finish your time attack and you get smoked by your co-host again. <laughs> then they put you in the big boy, the Panamera Turbo, which is 140,000 US dollars, 520 horse, twin turbo VA, all wheel drive. It's got carbon ceramic brakes on it the size of a pizza pan. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the professional drivers take you out for a hot lap. And they basically try to adjust your back like a chiropractor would. <laughs> I think you felt better after that. <laughs> I did. I did. I was a little straighter after that. It was nice. <laughs> oh, watching that video, you hold on to that door handle the entire time was funny too. <laughs> All right, come on. The guy told me to do that when I got in the car. He's like, he's like, okay, well, he's like, the guy's in the back. It's okay. He's like, but you're sitting in the front. He's like, you used to hold on to something. <laughs> I'm like, something? Like, well, can you be a little more clear? <laughs> <laughs> so I just grabbed the handle and he's like, yeah, he's like the person in the front gets tossed around a little bit more. So you might want to hold on. So I'm nice. like, well, I don't know what to expect, right? I'm just holding on. Yeah. When you post that video, they'll see, cause they got a 360 degree yeah. view of the track and the inside of the vehicle, which is really cool. I saw what you're um, talking about. Cause I see my arms like all torqued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see your body and your head go, Whoa. It's like my body's going everywhere, and you just see this stiff arm holding the yeah, the door. This grin on your face—you got the grin on your face the entire time. Yeah, it's hilarious. (laughs) So I didn't find your video. Were you in the back? Yeah, I was. Yes. Oh, okay. So you you see me back there trying to hold the GoPro and my phone, (laughs) shaking back and forth and moving around. There was a guy in our car. He was trying to get his phone out, and I think it comes through in the video. But he gets all the way to the end. And he's like, yeah, I, I couldn't even get my phone out. It was so <laughs> aggressive. But the the, la- the launch control surprised me. That really surprised me. Yeah. It jer- jer- that was back. crushing. Mm-hmm. That was. I wasn't expecting that. I was telling my wife, it was like being shot out of one of those um, powered roller coasters. You know, like yeah. the ones that they have the, almost like the maglev trains, and they just mm. blast you out of the station. Yeah. Yep. It felt like that. When those roller coasters take off, it's like instant power. 
Mm-hmm. And man, it was like snap. And then that constant pressure in your chest all the way until he slammed on those brakes. Yep. He was a good driver. He talked to every turn, which is pretty cool. Kind of tell, yep. letting you know what he, he's doing. Pretty nice. And it was so cool. I mean, I guess this is part of what makes a Porsche great is even in the passenger seat, I could kind of feel what the wheels were doing. You know, as he's stomping on the brakes and going in the corner, it's like, okay, I can, I can definitely feel we're sliding here. And then when the grip comes back mm-hmm. and then, you know, as he starts to rotate the car a little bit, even though it's all wheel drive, he still got it to rotate a little bit. So it was neat to feel that even as a passenger at that kind of speed. Right. So it was pretty neat, you know, versus, you know, a street car or, or a lesser sports car where you just kind of wallowing around and you're not really sure what the wheels are doing. Uh-huh. You know, like the ever sporty Chevy Traverse, you know, <laughs> when it plows into the on-ramp, you know, you're not quite sure what's happening there. <laughs> you're just waiting for some traction and some, mm-hmm. uh, some progress to happen before you go into yeah. the guardrail. You got to slam on the front brakes to get the front end down to take your corners. Oh, is that's that what, what I'm you doing? You got to remember. I'm not yeah. setting the weight that's properly. That's right. That's it. I'll try that next time. <laughs> you might want to be careful. It might be back in the shop for another repair. <laughs> it's going in tomorrow. Motor mounts, second time. Nice. Jeez, that Thank you, General Motors, for your continued quality. It astounds me. <laughs> But I'm not bitter. <laughs> uh, so anything else on the Porsche experience, Rico? It was just a good day. Good day all It was around. a good day. Yeah. Got lots of good video. Lots of laughs out of that day. Just an overall great experience. Like you said, um, Porsche really did it up. They were tuned, well-oiled and tuned machine yep. that day. And uh, thank you. Porsche. Yeah, definitely big thanks. And like I said, we we didn't get this as, you know, as like media or because we're, you know, doing the show. This just came in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got royalty privilege. (laughs) So let's let's talk about the horsepower. So um, in the cost for each of these vehicles to uh, let the people know what 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 we drove and why it was so exciting. And they were surprisingly quick. When you like, when you look at the zero to sixty times, it's like just barely over four or under four seconds for some of these. Yeah, impressive. So, impressive. so before, sorry, before we run down the specs, like one by one, mm. money aside, you know, don't don't think about the cost or anything. J- just on gut, which one was your favorite? Of uh, sorry, of the four, not four, of the six we drove. So that would include the Panamera S and the GTS. Uh huh. If they were all the same price, which one? Oh, it's tough because I liked the 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 Cayman GTS, and I just just loved the Carrera, the nine eleven Carrera GTS. Those two cars, I would I would definitely get if I were, were in the mark for Porsche. The four door, not so much because it felt, although it was really quick, it was just a little too heavy for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm I'm of the same sort of school of thought that that came in GTS. Like I said, that was just a rowdy little car. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I described it to you when we were there was, you know, the 911 is like the the older brother, right? You sort of expect it to be good, right? That type of thing. 
and it's kind of like up on the pedestal, right? But right. The, the Cayman GTS is like that younger brother who's always hitting the gym. He's eating right. You know, he's always right. in like fighting weight mm-hmm. and he's just always ready there to, to like tear you up, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that, you, you that's what I it. thought of that one. Yep. So yeah, that, that would be my pick, but money, as, money aside, or I'm sorry, money back into the equation. If I was buying one, it would be none of them that we drove. You know why? Why? Why is that? Because I'd buy the Cayman GT4 because it's under a hundred grand and it's probably a 911 killer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at that. Let me look at their site. Let and, me see. And they had one there, that beautiful bright yellow one. Oh yeah. Awesome. We didn't drive it, but we got to see it and sit in it. So take a take a peek at that one while you're on the Cayman page. One one twenty one. Wow. Well, but but look at it. It can be had for eighty five base. That's why I'm saying if you bring money back into it, you get that base Cayman GT four, eighty five grand. You know, that's like Z O six money. Right? Yeah. Well yeah. That's true. That's true. Wow. Yeah, maybe base after you add all your bells and whistles. I'm mm-hmm. looking at one twenty. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some things you would want, but I'm just saying you, you get into that car for eighty five. Yeah. Versus some of those other ones we drove were starting over a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, your nine eleven GTS is one fourteen just to get in the game. So that's all I'm saying. If you bring money back into it, I would probably look at that GT four. But, I don't know. I think you know what my Beamer's still crushing this thing. Yeah, you still think the the Beamer is harder on the track than these yeah. were? Hey, oh yeah. Hmm. I do believe so, my friend. Mm, I'd I like, do believe so. I'd like to see you run a few laps and prove that theory. I would. I would <laughs> because I got four hundred twenty plus horsepower from stock, naturally aspirated, getting the, the same fuel economy. But what's uh, but what's your weight though? Because remember that Cayman is only what a little over two thousand pounds. That's that's a light little car. Uh, you gotta remember that. I don't know. We'll see. I have to do. We'll have to. I don't know if we can bring that up at the tail end of the show as far as the weight difference between the two vehicles. But I don't know. I think I have more fun taking the M three around the track. All right. But we'll give John we'll give Johnny a, a research project for the end of the show. We need uh we need the weight and horsepower of the Cayman GTS versus the two thousand six BMW M three? Eight. Two thousand eight M three sedan. And just for giggles you can get the specs on the coupe as well. The M three coupe. Okay. What else? I'm getting some pipes put on the bike. Are you? Tomorrow. You've made a decision? I have. And do some Reinhardt's, my friend. Reinhardt Racing, good man. Good man. Yes, sir. Uh, they had a set on the showroom floor on a vintage. They started it up, and I was in love. <laughs> I think I'm in love. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want those on mine. When can I come in? Nice. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to do that and the chip. And I think I might go ahead and just squeeze out the air cleaner kit as well. Of course. Of course. Might as well. Then it'll be as fast as mine. Yep, exactly. Almost. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine slinging that 
930-pound beast around. Uh, it handles good for a big bike, but yeah, it's something. Well, that's good. I'm glad you settled on it. I know you were all over the Lloyds for a while, but I was. the Reinhardts are they're just definitely nice, too. After hearing them in person, there's just no doubt about it. It's the way to go. All right. Well, I guess we've switched over to the bike theme, then talk about the new Harleys a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about the Harleys for a little bit. I know you've I know you've become a Harley hater now that you've bought an Indian, but you give me a few no, minutes. No, I have not be I still love my Harleys. <laughs> Trust me, I do. And there's you know, things I wish the Indian had that the Harley, you know. Yeah. Had. So, you know, so I love them both. I think I did the Indian just to be a little different. And I think it had more bells and whistles um for the for less money, I think. So I would have to do like a CVO version of a Harley to get all the stuff that I have on my bike standard. Okay. Yeah. And you see in some of that. So we'll, we get into the touring stuff. They've added, uh, for example, tire pressure monitoring to the touring bikes, which you said yours already has, right? Yep. All right. The other big touring news that, uh, if you're a road glide fan, there's now a road glide ultra. Mm. Mm, that's kind of how I feel because <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like the road glide. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, not even drinking tonight. I know. Yeah. So the, the road glide ultra is out for this year and it, I guess it, it does make the road glide look a little better to me, but I'm still, that's just not mm-hmm. the fairing for me. I, it's going to have to be street glide if I get a bike like that. Yeah. All day. All right. So the touring news aside, the other big news is, of course, a big motor making its way into some cruisers, my friend. So if you if you were a fan of the Twin Cam 110-inch motor, but you didn't want a touring bike, or, mm-hmm. or sorry, you didn't want a CVO, you can get it now in a Fatboy S or a Softail Slim S with a 110. Mm. You like it? like it a lot. I like it a lot. So, Rich, you're going to go upgrade? Well, you know, it, money-wise, it, it's not bad. I, I was looking at it the other day, and the upcharge in the bike is really not that bad, considering what it would cost you to buy, you know, the 110 crate motor, have it installed and all that. So it's, it's still actually a little bit of a value when you start running the numbers on it. So, I mean, I... I'm not really drawn to the fat boy or the slim other than the, the slim paint job that sort of that, that olive. Yeah. Kind of matte olive with the, you know, the military star on it. That looks cool. It fits the bike. It's not really my thing, but I guess if, you know, if that was the bike I wanted, that would be a heck of a package to get that 110 for sure. I like how they have it all blacked out too. That's sweet. And the only thing I don't like, well, there's two things to, you don't like the skinny rear tire, I know. I don't, yeah, I just thought that rear tire and that, the front tire, eh, maybe that, that's why they call it. I was going to say, that's why they call it a soft tail slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slim tire. But with with that big motor on that chassis, eh, just give me a nice, not, like I said, not the breakout size tire, but something yeah. in the middle. The 200, 180, 200, right in there, right? Yeah. And I think, I wonder if any of this is being spurred by Indian because Indian only does one motor. They have the 111 mm-hmm. and it's in everything. Roadmaster, Chieftain, 
Chief Vintage all the way down to the um, Dark Horse. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they looked at that and said, hey, you know, if you go buy a Chief Dark Horse, you get the big 111. There's no, you don't have to push all the way up to the big touring CVO or what, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. You can get it in the cruiser package. So I wonder if some of that is 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 playing into this. And as you and I talk offline all the time, I think Indian doing well is good for everybody. Right. Right. Because Harley's going to have to raise their game and innovate. Yep. And then Polaris has got to keep victory fresh or that's going to fall by the wayside. So we end up with three solid, you know, American V twin competitors to choose from. And I, you and I win at the end of the day on that. Exactly. Well, the other thing is, is that the, uh, if you have one engine, it's one plant, one mm-hmm. configuration, and it saves on costs. You know, and then mechanics only need no one engine. Um, right. That's you true. can kind of compare it to Southwest and what they do. They only fly the Boeing 737. 737. That's the whole fleet. Yep. So. Cool. Yeah, it makes sense to simplify it. I don't think Harley's going to go quite that drastic but they did kind of up the engines in most of the bikes you can now get the the high output 103 in most of the rest of the lineup and that's it's not all inclusive but that's um it's pretty pretty broad and and where they've stuffed the new 103 as well that's good though and then the sorry the one that the bike that i've always kind of liked and i guess if i ended up with a touring bike i would kind of like to have this as a second one is the Sportster 48. Wow, really? Yeah. So they've improved this a little bit for 2016. They, they've beefed up the front forks, um, put a nice new, uh, put new uh, progressive rate springs in it, different valving. Plus they enhanced the rear suspension as well. So the ride is supposed to be improved, handling, you know, new seat, more comfortable, all that. And it was already an attractive package to me. So those extra little bits just make it even that much better. Ah, okay. And it's it is pretty neat. Yeah, it's an attractive package for what ten? It's like ten eight or something. Yeah, all yeah. In. yeah. Kind of reminds me of the live wire, like we said, with the mirrors. Yeah, down low like that. Yeah, to me, this this bike's the epitome of a bar hopper, and that's kind of what I'm. You know, if I got a touring bike, I still want something to, yeah, squirt around with. You know, right, right. That'd be the way to go. Yeah. So yeah, some improvements there in, in the Iron 883 and the 48. So, so check those out. Like we said, um, improved rear suspension, front suspension. You know, the overall front end's been beefed up. Uh, new wheel, new pipes, new paint. A lot of new paint mm-hmm. as well. Paint sharp, really sharp. Yeah, Harley's paint is phenomenal. You can't. I mean, Indians bikes are nice, but when you look at Harley's paint, you're like, oh, okay, I yeah. get it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. good stuff. Yep. But yeah, I mean, lots of lots of other little options there. I've just encourage people to, you know, check out your favorite news outlet to dive into the details. Those are the ones that stick out to us, um, or the ones that we we giggled about. Either way, <laughs> we brought it up. <laughs> yep. And um, I'm sad to report, no live wire. Still. Nope. No. No announcement. No nothing. No news. No whispers. No rumblings. Just. Nothing. Missing the boat. You lost that uh, bet. I did. Well, I, I lost the second half of the bet. So the first half was we'd get a live wire. The second half was it would come at Sturgis. Didn't happen. So it didn't come at Sturgis, but I still have till December. 
<laughs> Even though the Harley New Year happened already. <laughs> yeah, they didn't announce nothing. So unless I get some some year-end press announcement, I think I lost. Told you. I'm batting a thousand because I lost on the R1 too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forget so, the other ones, but those two are already down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> no live wire and the R1's not as good as we thought. Mm. Or it is as good as we thought, but the other bikes are better. Uh the other some some old related news going talking back going back to Tesla, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this week, uh, Tesla Model S, the P85D, got the highest rating ever in the last 30, 80 years of Consumer Report scoring vehicles. The highest rating. Nice. Scoring a 103. Yeah, they said they broke the meter, right? Yeah. Or they broke yeah. the chart, whatever they called it. Yeah, because they got a 100-point scale and they got a 103. That, that's impressive. What are you saying, John? Safety? Yeah, just about the curb weight there that, the, you know, taking consideration, side note, oh. that the curb weight, you know, and safety features have increased to add more weight to cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, even look at the the look at the curb weight of a Model S. It's I think it's over 5,000 pounds. Yeah. That's a heavy car. Heavy. And it still moves with authority for being <sighs> as big as it is. Yeah. It, it snaps you back. Insanely. <laughs> yeah. The thing is they don't have the growl and you don't have that shifting in each gear. So you're not you're jerked the once and you're holding on for dear life. You're not have the back and forth. And then it's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that blast, the press, and then mm-hmm. it's just smooth. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's it for our I guess our twenty sixteen Harleys in a roundabout way. Uh I'm excited. I mean Still changes, right? Changes nonetheless. Good to see that I think Indian is influencing some of what they do, which is nice. So now maybe some of what Harley is doing will influence Indian and just goes round and round. Yeah. And don't forget Victory. Victory Sharp too now. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to this year or next year, they're going to start doing the keyless fob. So they won't have that key in the yeah. side anymore. And they're really, they're really taking the performance angle is what it seems like to me. I think what you're going to see Polaris do is I think Victory's or Victory. I think Indian's just going to become the premium cruiser and touring line, and I think Victory's going to take that performance slant. Mm-hmm. Right, like we talked the other day that that 106 that they have, um, I forget which magazine tested it, but when they did the Harley, the Indian, and the Victory, the Victory was the quickest of the three. Right, and it's more the horsepower yeah. displacement. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I think it had like one twenty-two or something crazy like that. I was like, yeah. "What?" Although to be fair, I think the the Harley was the one hundred and three. I don't think it was the the one hundred and ten because it, it wasn't a CVO bike. But still, still, yeah, they were comparing apples to apples, and the Victory was the fastest one of the three. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. Like that was an eye opener to me. Yeah, and they're doing some cool stuff, like the the guys with the superchargers and everything. I mean. Mm-hmm. The Pikes Peak the thing they did, the Isle of Man, like they're they're really taking that performance edge, and it's it's cool to see. They're still speaking to me. Yeah, nice bike, John. You ready with specs? Yeah, you got them on your notes. All right. Well, okay. weren't you going since you're talking Harley? Aren't you going to talk about the recall they have? Oh, oh there's uh, a recall. Oh, you had to go there. <laughs> there's a recall. What? 
Well, All right, spill the beans there, mister. Well, there's been a couple, but but this one is is pretty wide. The um the new Street 500 and 750 is being recalled for uh fuel pump issues. Mm. And Maybe that's why they changed the motor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they did make some improvements to the street for 2016. We didn't talk about it, but they improved the braking a little bit. Uh, I believe in the suspension uh, based on customer feedback. So the the early reviews I read said that it was a nice improvement to the bike. So, you know, if you're shopping that entry-level bike from Harley, that you've got some improvements there for 2016. But, yeah, 10,500, over 10,500 bikes involved in this recall. So that's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah, and that's already after they've had troubles this year with the touring bags, saddlebags. Um, and there was one other one that I've, it escapes me at the moment. But yeah, so this is like kind of like the third one that's made the press for the year. Not great. Yeah. But every, everyone's had them this year though. It's, it's kind of like cars nowadays. Like Honda's had recalls and there was the whole Olin's, um, suspension recall. So basically any bike that had that suspension on it got recalled and, it's just kind of out of hand this year. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if I want to look at that as a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it's good that they find it and bikes get recalled, but you know, do we need to, you know, tighten up our operation a little bit and not not yeah, be having that, this? It's uh, with everything. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's quality, quality control. <laughs> yeah, we could we could devote days to that, right? Y- yeah, right, right. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. I mean, you think, I, so I will divert for a minute. <laughs> it's okay. kind of sad to think how much money these corporations make, and then they still need to cut corners on the product. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's like, there's got to be enough money to go around to make this right. There has to be. There has to be. If you just stop letting greed soak in for a minute and make a damn good product. Yeah. The yeah. world will be a better place. And that's why... We talked Sunday over lunch. That's why I really would like to support Modus because they seem like they're doing it right. They don't seem like they're cutting any corners. Right. Unfortunately, it's a big price tag to do it that way. But I don't know. I mean, if you're shopping a CVO, right, That's you're in that ballpark already, money-wise. Yeah. And that motor sounds good, too. Yeah. The The more I look at those, I'm... I'm afraid to ride it now, to be honest, because I'm afraid I'm going to ride it and I'm just done. As soon as you sit on it, you just sit on it for crying out loud. You want to want it. You gonna you gonna want it. I'm going to sell everything I own to buy one of those. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's just a sweet bike, especially you get the uh, the race version. Oh, the R. R. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. All right. So if you got a Street 500 or 750 advise you to check out the numbers check out your dealer make sure your bike's not recalled and keep it safe a fuel pump issue is no joke Ooh. any news with audi mm, there's a couple of things going on nothing real solid they're trying to push out a um an electric suv to beat uh, tesla's model x to the punch say what i don't remember the details but i saw some drawings and some reports that they were looking to have that thing out model year 17 Something like that. I'll, I'll get the article and, and stuff it in the notes, but they were looking to bring it out sooner rather than later, which was neat. Wow. Okay. We'll see what you're going to do then, Audi. Yep, yep. 
They're going more down the electric route, more and more every time you read it. That's cool. Yeah, I'll buy one. Uh, let's see what else. Some other good stories out there. The there could be some more competition for Harley soon. Mm-hmm. From a name you haven't heard probably in a long time, Rico. Do tell. How's about Royal Enfield? What? From India. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Kid you not. They are setting up operations in the U.S. to, oh, to make goodness. and bring bikes to the U.S. India, for crying out loud. Yep. So I'll, I'll put a link to this in the notes. But yeah, after it says after almost a decade and a half of selling bikes through a single dealer, Royal Enfield is setting up a subsidiary in its top export market, the United States of America. Mm-mm-mm. Right in Harley's backyard. So well, we'll see. In, in India, people in India do ride a lot of motorcycles, so I, I can see why. And there's a lot of them here, too. So Yeah, it's it's definitely a way of life. But, yeah. you know, when you look at the history, I was going through this article, and they've uh, they've been in business for 112 consecutive years. That's amazing. That's that's back there. Yeah. Wow. Pretty interesting. Right. So, yeah, they're going to set up their first retail outlet in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> How you like right that? Right in our back door. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, let's see what uh see what happens with that. Yeah, so we'll see. Pretty interesting article. Like I said, we'll put a link to it. Um this is from a site called Quartz. Man, I don't remember the date, but it's fairly recent. Oh, August twenty fifth. There we go. All right. All right. I think that's it for news. We can get to the curb weights. All right, where's my uh M three coming in at, John? But wait, let's do the good stuff first. Oh, all right. So the Rowdy one, the GTS, Cayman. yep, Cayman GTS with the PDK, just over 3,000, 3,031. Okay. And what was the horsepower on that one, Johnny? 340, if I remember. 340, yeah, for the Cayman GTS. Yep, because it's like 320 for the other one. It's not not a big horsepower difference, right? Not really. 15. Yeah. Uh, the, the S is... uh. 325 there, Rich. The S is 325. Okay, and 340 for the GTS, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All yep. right. And the 2008 M3 stock, let's go stock numbers, 414 horsepower, 3650 on the weight. 20. 420. Not according to the website. Hmm? What? We have discrepancy? Uh, yeah. All right, well let's let's get the let's get the Cayman numbers, right? So if we take the PDK, which is what we drove, 3031 divided by 340 horse, that means each horse each horsepower needs to push 8.91 pounds. We'll do 8.9147. How's that? Okay. 8.9147. Okay. Mhm. Now we'll go over to M3 territory. A little meteor <laughs> 3650. <laughs> now we're doing 415 or 420? Or 420. 414. 414. 420. Or 414. 420. I'll give you 420. It is a little better. 8.6904. So bench racing is, is a skosh better power to weight ratio. So now you've just got to figure is the 600 pounds in the Cayman plus it being mid engine. 
is it going to handle better around the track? Right. I know BMW claims 50-50, but the motor is still over the front axle Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Oh, it's in there with you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's right behind the radio. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a dial you're turning. That's a spark plug. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine having the engine like just to your right, like right under the console? (laughs) I know, right? That would be funny. funny. And warm. So that's not bad. Not bad. I mean, it's pretty close. I bet it it would probably come down to driver a lot, I would imagine, between those two. Yeah, I, I think it would, too. I think it would, too. Because the entire time I was driving around that track in the in the Porsches, I was like, ooh, my Beamer will take that corner a little better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, I was comparing it to my car, for sure. And well, just thinking, ooh. Rich, if you, if you look at your Cayman uh, GT4 there, Right, of your twenty nine fifty five, and you get three hundred eighty five horsepower out of that thing. Mm, okay, I have one more calculation for you. Okay, mm. and, and you know where I'm going. You don't have to guess. This is not going to be a shocker. I'm just trying Harling to find a carb weight of um, versus soft tail deuce. The number you need to remember for horsepower is four sixty. I'm just trying oh, to find a carb weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh He's no. <laughs> Where's the dark curb weight? Uh, design, culture, tech. You got to be kidding me. Specs? Come on, really? Chevy with the pop-ups? Mechanical. That's where all their money's going. <laughs> yeah, the money's not going on the website. That's for darn sure. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ooh, 3298. This is going to be a bloodbath. What? 3298 divided by, sorry, what was that number again? Four sixty, seven point one six pounds. Shut up. Good night. Turn off the light on your way out, Rico. Thanks. And <laughs> enrich. Throw the cost factor in there. How much money would you be saving? That car's fifty five grand. Wow. For one LT coupe, fifty five thousand four hundred dollars, and I could make both of those cars look silly. I don't know. You think you'd be able to keep it? In the corners, you know, in the straight line, maybe, but in the cornering, what do you think? It would be for sure, sure would be fun to try. Yeah, not with me at the wheel. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that I'm mad enough I'll, to say I'll, not I'll me drive. at the wheel. I'll drive. I mean the ba- the balance has gotten better. I know they're not fifty fifty yet, but they're getting really close. Hmm. It doesn't really say here. Oh, you remember hey, Rich? The, uh, the convertible there. <laughs> What do we say? Oh, yeah, John, I got to show you. Well, we got to post this for the listeners, too. There's a funny picture that we took. So the Porsche World Experience, they have all the cars lined up out front behind their like their temporary setup. So it's like this nice, white, clean display, all the cars lined up. And so somebody pulls up in a bright red convertible Z06. Oh, <laughs> nice. Parks it right in front. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. So I got a picture of it where you see, you know, you got the whole Porsche lineup, and then right front and center is the red Corvette. So I, I wanted to send that picture out, you know, tweet it out to the web and just say, you know, because the answer to everything is always small block <laughs> or Corvette, you know, one of the two. <laughs> so here you go, Rich. Got, you got calculation handy uh, over there? I do. I have a calculator. All right. 
What do you want first, the curb weight or the horsepower? And I'm not afraid to use it. You doing the <laughs> GT350? Yes. That's where I was going next because that thing is a bad boy too. Go ahead. What do you want first? You, yeah, you got to give me weight first. 3655. Oh, heavier than I thought. And was it 545? 526. 526. Ooh, 6.95. That's mm. just a skosh better than the Corvette. Mm. But now if you want to get ridiculous, we can go up to the Z06 if we want. We could play this game all night. <laughs> the answer is still going to be small block. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be mid-engine? Mm. What? No. Mm-mm. Wow. Thanks, John. That was cool. So we, we're going to call it a draw between the M3 and the Cayman GTS? Yeah, we'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw and the Corvette beats them both. We'll see. <laughs> the jury's out of <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we could take a few more minutes. We got a little thing for John. I promised last episode I'd get to it. So You're talking about the old news that's been out for the last week and a half? Well, I know you're looking at the Forkus... Forkus. Forkus. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Easy for you to say. I know yeah. you're looking at the Focus <laughs> yeah. ST. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Auto Week had this article where you could boost it to 275 horse, 296 foot pounds for 1900 bucks. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, and the, the more details on that, it uh, doesn't void your warranty because it's uh, done by Ford Performance, so it keeps your warranty on the car as nice. well. So, Well, at the end of the day, I mean, you're only a quarter century away from the uh, bad boy RS, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that 300? So, Yeah. Not bad. So what are you thinking? You still thinking Focus, or have we talked you back into the Mustang EcoBoost? No. Sorry, my man. I know one thing. I for sure wouldn't be buying a Mustang GT. Why is that? Because I would be dropping my money down on a GT350. It's only a couple grand more. Oh, there you go. A couple grand more. Yeah, what was it? I looked at it earlier. It was a uh, Ford Mustang GT Premium. Uh was like 40, what was it? It was like 48 or something like that. Yeah, it depends on what options you get, yeah. And the base GT350 starts at like 52. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. Well, if you re- want to, uh, with the research, you can go find a, I found GT, uh, Shelby GT 500s around for sale for about low 40s. Used ones? Yeah. Ah. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh. What? Rico's now thinking. Yeah. You got the wheels turning on that one. But why would, the, the new GT 350 is going to make that old GT 500 look like a dinosaur. I know I didn't say I was going to go buy it. Rico, this flat, uh-huh. that flat plane crank will rev to 8,250 RPM. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the, the voodoo engine? Yeah. That, that's what's going to be in that GT 350. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, it's 50 grand for the GT 350. So we didn't get into it, Rico, but there's two more links in the article that we don't really have time for about so all the voodoo that goes into the engine. I guess that was the code name for it, Project Voodoo. Yes. Yeah, it's a 5.2 liter. Look at the stuff they, they do to that. And it, what a special piece. It's hand-built. Mm. Yeah. 
for fifth, just over 50 grand. I mean, that's on the track. That's going to easily be a vet killer mm-hmm. and probably going to come hunting some of these Porsches too. What can imagine for 50, just over 50 grand. Oh, talking about that in your Chevrolet, I read an article today about um, how the new Camaro is supposed to be challenging the Mustang, and people say, uh-uh, Mustang's still going to take out the Camaro. We'll see. It hasn't hit the, hit the ground yet, but it's supposed to be lighter and leaner and more powerful, so that can't be a bad thing. Right. But I You're think it... Go ahead. No, I was just looking at uh, the Z28 and the Hellcat. Yeah, well, the Z28 is on the old platform, so they're saying the new, the new SS will probably beat the old, the outgoing 1LE track pack, which was like an SS with some of the LS, uh, sorry, ZL1 parts on it, you know, some suspension and stuff, mm-hmm. arrow, arrow and whatnot. But that's what they're saying is the new SS will probably beat the outgoing 1LE. Wow. And, and Rico, since you're talking about the Hellcat, um, who is it? Hensley does the Hennessy. Hennison does the stuff. They yeah. got the Hellcat that, over 800 horsepower. That's ridiculous. So there you go. That's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, Hennessy's doing it. I've been trolling around the web. They got some good stuff going on. Yeah, they can boost that vet to a thousand horsepower if you really wanted to. Well, they're already doing it to the Mustang. Mm-hmm. And that's on the Coyote 5. So many money, right? 200K. <laughs> I don't need to go that fast unless I'm on a track. Right. All right, fellas. I think it's time for a brew. What do you think? I think you're right. I'm time mighty bed. thirsty. Time for bed. <laughs> okay, our usual reminders here on the show. Uh, show notes, including links and pictures, maybe even some video from this episode can be found on our website loudpipes.net slash 26 for this one. And again, our next episode will be the anniversary show, I promise. And like I said, we're trying to line up some cool stuff. We're trying to do it live at a venue, taking some time to get that together, um, but that's kind of our plan. Um, also on our website, you'll find subscribe links to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, one-click Android, and the direct RSS feed for the technically inclined you also find our social media links on the page header anywhere on the site, so you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, of course, star ratings and reviews are a good way to help the show over on iTunes, and we appreciate all of those. And if you feel the show is less than five stars, I just ask you to drop me an email to our feedback address. That's feedback at rdubstudios.com. Or if you wish not to share your email address, just go to uh, loudpipes.net slash feedback. Um, and there's also a feedback link at the the top of all of our pages. Uh, gentlemen, last call. Kickstands up, my friend. Let's do this. Kickstands up. Let's ride on out. We'll talk to everyone in a couple of weeks for our anniversary show, I promise, episode number 27. Got my party shoes on. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> This has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.